Hello and welcome to the 361 Degrees Podcast, Season 5, Episode 8. My name is Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. I'm Ray Plump from the All About Sites. I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? I'm rocking. It's going to be a very interesting episode today. It's a sad episode today. Yeah, so this is, <laughs> I think this is the episode that we will have recorded. The episode called the Italics. It's, it's sad. Ralph Manford is uh, dressed all in black, actually. Yeah. Uh, he's in mourning. This is it. His, his world ended this week, right? I, I'm not sure if that's entirely true, but why don't we ask him? He seems to be here. So what happened this week then? <laughs> Thank you. Both Rafa's been on a holiday. He's been offline for a week. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Well, um, Rafe, did you hear the news? It's uh, obviously this week we're talking all about um, Nokia and Microsoft because is there anything else to talk about? Yeah, actually there's lots to talk about, yeah. but we will be covering um, some of the announcements out of IFA next week. So, um, well, yeah, shall we, shall we do a thing of the week? Thing of the week first, yes, a because we, we should, not, should not let our grief cloud our thinly grasped format <laughs> okay well shall i go first then go on so right. what, what's the theme of the thing of the week this week <clears throat> the theme is obviously nokia nokia not nokia 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 uh or nokia um excuse me <coughs> classy nice right. slick <laughs> what do you do if you request you're recording professionally and you have to clean. I, I think. I think technically, if you're recording professionally, I, I give you a button and you press it, and it makes all the sound stop, and you can cough. But right, okay. It's fine. okay well, anyway, um, I, I love the fact that we spent several thousand pounds on sound gear, and we used to we use it to cough down during the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, let's carry on. Right. Um, given given the news of Nokia, which we will come to if if you haven't come across it, um, I thought we should look at our favourite Nokia handsets. That should be our thing of the week. So let me start you off by saying my favourite Nokia handset is actually very difficult to quantify, to actually specifically say one. I, I'm, got, I'm wavering between the N95, actually the 8 gig version I thought was probably the nicest, um, at the, the multimedia computer, I still remember the adverts for that, um, but I really love the, the, the C, uh, not the C, the, um, the communicator series and all the different versions. I still remember walking up and down Palm Mall reporting live from Princess Diana's funeral via Telnet on IRC with a communicator. Blimey, you knew how to live for a net, that was <sighs> I to, I, I, using a communicator on, on GPRS. There we go. Rafe Blanford, favourite knock I mean, all of them are favourites, isn't it? I mean, yeah, absolutely. They're, we, all we, like my, they're all like my children. Which one is <laughs> which one is which one is tattooed closest to your heart? Yes. Ooh. And is it true what People have been saying about the tattoo on your stomach. No, I'm afraid that's not true. All right, he's having the Steve, it, Stephen Elop one removed from his backside. I, I think <laughs> I think one of the ones like you and is the N95, mm. just because in many ways I think that ushered in the modern smartphone, the idea of kind of convergence writ large with the the yeah. camera, the GPS, and everything that else. That was a beautiful. Device. And I was at the launch uh, in New York for that. Oh, yeah. It was one of the first kind of launches on a big scale that I've been at, and can remember being. Did you get a free one? Uh, I don't think... No, I didn't, actually. I I bought one myself. All right. Um, Mug. (laughs) So I I think if I had to pick out one, uh, that that would probably be it. But there are so many to choose from. So I think I would pick the... E sixty one, which oh, was the, yeah, the black, was yeah. it was the BlackBerry competitor, wasn't it? And yeah. it was the first one, so it was actually very wide. 
it Indeed, was. Wasn't it? I'm, get, it was. I'm, I'm getting this right. Yeah, the ref, design, yeah. bit calculated. Like, it, it, it wasn't yeah. attractive. To no, be it, it wasn't. But it was the first I'd I'd had lots. I'd had my first smartphone from mm. work, which was a. Um, an XDA, which was kind of a Windows mobile powered yeah. thing. I didn't like that, but I loved having mobile um, email. That was very cool. Yeah. So I took the SIM out there, put it in. Um, mail for Exchange works. I got my business email. And, mm. and it was funny because that was the first phone that I kept for almost two or three years. You know, just it was just so useful. And Reliable, better, better phones brilliant. came along, yeah. but it just did the job really well. I just hung on to it. Yeah. Um, the only one, other one I'd say very quickly after that, because I never owned an N95. Can you believe that? Um, oh, really? I, I owned an N80. Yeah, you were one of those different people. That I was different. I've always you been. Did, yeah, you I've defined yourself differently. I was you didn't like special. the N95. Um, what I did have was an N86, which yeah. had a cracking camera well, on it. That was, was a lovely phone. Small form factor candy bar. But the reason I loved that was that um, it was around the time that Shouzu became available, which was... Oh. Yeah. Uploaded all your pictures to Flickr automatically. It was the first time I got a taste of a really good, well, a really good mobile camera as it was then. So I took loads and loads of pictures. It still is. It, it, it still is. Still is. Yeah. A really good mobile camera, but with cloud connectivity because all yeah. you, all your pictures just went up automatically. I took the pictures of, of uh, uh, my first child. Exactly. You know, mm. with, uh, and it was and it was that it was that sample taste of, of what's to come now, where you always yeah. you almost assume that your pictures will be in the cloud. That kind yes. of vision of service yeah. being a major part of what your phone was about. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, certainly lots of lots of very fond memories. Um, well, that's all over now, right? Well, I mean, there's there's still there's, there's still a lot of. Do you still have any Nokia's in your home? I have. Um, I actually very recently I got rid of a lot of the old ones. Um, just How think, did you get rid of them? I think I sent them off for recycling. I think so. Yeah. Um, Ten of each. I, th- I think I just literally put them in a recycling bin, oh, right. a charity one. Um, Don't even bother getting money. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, the original Windows Phone, the the Lumia eight hundred. Um, I think I've got a six twenty, which the guys from Nokia gave us to review. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is, I think that's it at the moment. Yeah, I don't is. think I've got any. No, I don't have. Oh, yeah. sorry, I have a uh, actually. Um, oh, mine's over the eighty six. What's the, what's the what's the um, there's the brightly coloured metal camera centric um, Sylvian N8. I've got an N8 and it does um, sat nav on my holidays. It's got Nokia Drive on it and I bring it on holidays with the maps all preloaded and it's, you know, it goes in the hire car. And actually, it does a bloody good job as well. Okay, all right. There you go. So, what happened this week then, Ben? Uh, well, I popped down the shops and I got myself a lovely pair of trousers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they look very nice. Thank you very much. A bit tight around the... Uh, it's not wearing them at the moment. Right. Okay. Ah, right. I'm, just, I'm completely it's naked from the waist lot. down. Um, so, well, what, Ralph Lanford, what did happen this week? Because, frankly... Um, why are we beating about the bush a little bit here, my, my mind is, my, my mind is blown because it looks it, it looks on the face of it like this is the, the end of Nokia. Like, do, know, do, like, just do the news flash. What happened? Nokia has been sold... To Microsoft. I'm trying to get a bite because I know right, Rafe Blanford has already secretly briefed me that that's not quite right. So something very, something very Microsoft big. Microsoft bought Nokia. Something very big happened. Yes. Microsoft has agreed to enter into a transaction to acquire the device and services business of Nokia plus license and patents. And it hasn't been finalised because it needs to go through regulatory and shareholder approval. I think it's probably going to be nodded through relatively easily. But it's quite interesting. It wasn't an outright acquisition. And what's the difference? Because a lot of people aren't see, don't understand. As far as what the public's concerned, it's been acquired. Well, everyone kind of thinks it's just a kind of a remnant left. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you look at the numbers, fifty percent of Nokia by revenue has not been sold uh, right. to Microsoft. The bits that are left, there's three kind of businesses. There's Nokia Siemens Networks, which is all the stuff that makes your mobile network work, and all the services that go along with that. 
Then there's the here business. That's the kind of the mapping and the location business. Because a few years ago, Nokia spent a amazing amount of money on someone whose name I've forgotten. Eight point one billion on Navtech, which is actually almost exactly the amount that uh, Microsoft has paid in total for the devices and services right. and the patent licensing. And then there's what they're calling advanced technologies, which is actually what's left of the Nokia CTO office plus well, their Nokia boots. Research Center, kind of their R and D. And there's a whole bunch of patents in there and in some ways that's probably by valuation the most valuable bit of nokia maybe as much as 10 bit it's quite hard to estimate um of the employees i think it's thirty-two thousand or so are going over uh, to microsoft Forty-five thousand are left behind and so it's kind of in all the interest around the devices which is of course the thing that everybody knows nokia for there's actually a very substantial bit of the business left which is generating positive revenues it's actually going to be a pretty healthy company um, and so there's quite a lot of business still to go on and I think particular I, I think probably people know that I'm a bit of a a fan of the here business a bit of a fan of the here business oh, the mapping right. in the location bit of it and yeah, I he dummied us there didn't he yeah. I, I think that's got a massive yeah. amount of potential because they've talked about it becoming the where company in the way that Google is the what company I think that's a little bit too much but undoubtedly location and mapping really important Google is the only one who's got a similar asset and actually the here division much higher quality and they just announced here auto a few days before this news broke which is now disappear completely and this is a kind of vision of a platform for a connected car the idea of having all the services running in the car which actually really attractive the idea that you'd be able to get information about parking for example even potentially pay for your car then kind of all the sensors in your car that have a smartphone app running on windows phone android ios that you'd be able to turn on the lights unlock the car air conditioning all that kind of stuff and they're actually providing the glue for all that stuff that gets talked about so much but hasn't really happened yet Right. What the listeners want to know is: right. Has your world ended, and how much, you know, how, how big of an ending is it, and how did you discover the news? I I discovered the news. I think it was in a tweet. Uh, I was just getting up, and I saw a tweet. I thought, "Wow!" and then dashed down. Did you think, "Wow"? Or because I know some people who thought it was a. April Fool's. No, I didn't think well, it, I, was, I it was it. an April Fool's. I mean, th- this is the kind of funny thing about it. To a certain extent, there was quite a lot of surprise, but I think it wasn't so much about the fact it happened. It was on the cards, but the, the timing of it, you know, the fact it happened at this particular time did seem to catch not just, you know, general consumers, but analysts by surprise as well. So why, why did it happen now then? I think it's quite difficult to know the answer to that, but the that's story I, behind it is that Microsoft... I asked you. <laughs> Uh, back in February, started talking with Nokia about what they were going to do next because they had what's called a recommitment clause coming up in 2014. That's, i.e., we've had three years of this agreement. What happens next? Mm. Uh, but there was also the realisation that it hadn't really performed. They haven't sold as many devices as they are expecting to. And I think this comes to the idea that the Windows Phone strategy for Nokia it hadn't succeeded, but it hadn't failed either. It's kind of this nebulous middle ground, and there was a recognition that something needed to change. Uh, honestly, I think that was mainly around the fact that Nokia would have run out of money if it had continued. Um, and you can look at the fact that uh, as part of this agreement, uh, Microsoft has given Nokia a loan note for $1.5 billion, and that's regardless of whether the transaction go through. So that says to me that Nokia were basically running out of cash, had you know, crunched the numbers, looked ahead a bit and said can't do anything about this it wasn't sustainable and microsoft said we can't possibly afford to let nokia go to anyone else or have them suddenly 
threatened to produce an Android device, whether that was practical or not is kind of beside the point. If that had happened, the credibility of Windows Phone would have been shot. And so, which of it, which of those two things do you think though was more likely? Because you, you talked about the money situation being dire and, and not and Microsoft having to lend one point five billion. Mm. Surely, um, if they need that much money to be loaned, they wouldn't have the money to switch platforms or do any of those kind of things. So and I think actually that's why it comes sink. down. To, that's why it comes down to money. And so it was a question. Nokia would have then gone up for fire sale and maybe been bought by someone for its patents or something like that. And that would have flushed, obviously, the Windows phone activity. And so it was really a case of Microsoft had no choice but to buy Nokia at this particular point in time. How do you feel? Uh, I'll just make one more point. Um, and that's Give us the facts, but I want to know the, the, the feeling. One more point is... Uh, yes, it tears. was kind of inevitable, and people have seen this pathway, especially with hindsight, you know, and there's all this chat about around it. Uh, but with the Microsoft device and services strategy, you can see that this was always going to be a, a possibility. If they really want to get into devices, buying a hardware manufacturer is an obvious way to do it, and Nokia is the obvious target. But Microsoft are in the midst of this business model transition from licensing towards doing everything themselves, the kind of the one Microsoft model. So I think they would have probably been happy to wait a little bit longer before putting the trigger and this might actually act as a catalyst for change for Microsoft and we'll maybe talk about that later and so yes it was going to happen but just maybe a little little early and everyone thinking how did I feel yeah we all want to know stop giving us the facts let's give us the emotion I think I think Blanford is offering up the facts as a veil to hide the the tears <laughs> inside well, well you've invested was, when, when, a lot well actually before before yeah. we before we, we rip Rafe too much to shreds there's an awful i mean there's 30 odd thousand people whose jobs and careers are are changing pretty dramatically um do we have any do we have any sense of whether or not internally people within nokia feel that this is you know saved from destruction or is this um kind of you know terrible news taken over by the enemy i i think on the most part the people i've spoken to and that have been publicly tweeting about it have actually been really quite positive in talking about you know what comes next because it's better to make phones for microsoft than make phones for no one it, yes and that's what it comes down to and in a sense you know they're going lock stock and barrel to, to microsoft so their adventure continues their day-to-day job doesn't change and certainly not in the immediate future because it hasn't been completed I mean, and they're so big they're going to totally i mean microsoft i think has something like ninety thousand employees you know they're getting a third of that again with nokia and they're going to be not a Microsoft's hardware division, effectively, yeah. and it might not just be phones; it'll be tablets and who knows what else. I mean, you you've lived and breathed Nokia for for years now, and you you've you know. For how long actually? Let's quantify. Uh, I mean, it, it it basically dates back ten years. Since you were in so, short short trousers. So you know, when I heard about, he's this, still in it, short trousers, but it's only because he's got little legs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a big emotional element to this, and it's not just me. I mean, mm. Finland has sort of gone down into meltdown, basically. I think lots of other people, because Nokia is kind of the grand old lady of the mobile world, and of course there's emotion. I've, I, you know, I've tried to analyse this in a relatively unemotional way, but let's face it, it's the end of an era. You know, it really is the closing of a, a chapter. I mean, it's the, 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 loss of the, the loss of the name, because clearly... Uh, we, we know now that there won't be any more well, beyond beyond top phones released during this transition period. Yeah, no there more will, smartphones. There will be no more Nokia smartphones, and we know that there will be more Nokia phones, but they will just be produced as the dumb phones produced under license. Yeah. Um, but taking taking the emotion of the brand away, can can the good things about Nokia phones 
sustain be you know be sustained inside Microsoft. So that what are they now? But, but, I mean, for example, it, it's been pretty un- uncontroversial that Nokia hardware was always pretty well made, yeah. and that um, they always the had call good quality, the, the always had good radio reception. Yeah. They had great cameras. Uh, you know, I, I think that's going to dissipate really quickly, though, right? Because it's got going to have right. Windows written on it. Or Microsoft it, it. It's going to have a different label on it. I think the people who did it are still going to be there. And actually, that's what Microsoft is buying. That's the valuable bit. The big question is, how can this... Uh, and for want of a better word, let's call it culture of Nokia, which I think has been quite distinctive and has resulted in this affection that's frankly uh, out of range for the number of devices it's actually selling at the moment. I mean, people talk about Nokia, and yet it's, not even, it's only just in the top 10 smartphone manufacturers in the last quarter. So... Uh, it's really difficult to say. I, I think because it's such a big chunk going into Microsoft, they can't help but absorb some of the culture. And it's also important to remember Nokia isn't the same company today that it was two years ago. It's already gone through an enormous amount of transition. It's far less scanning, far less finished than it was three or four years ago. It has become more international, more American in outlook. And Microsoft were making all kinds of guarantees about the work's going to stay in Finland. Mm. And that was to kind of appease the Finnish government and the shelves and things like that. So I, I think you can be quite optimistic about it because is, of the is there scale a of it. That those thirty-two thousand will become fifteen thousand in a year. Uh, I think inevitably there will be some job losses as because duplication of functions between, yeah. at, at corporate level. On the, the on the devising engineering, maybe less so simply because Microsoft doesn't have that many people. I mean, it's not the same as. I don't know, say one of the Chinese manufacturers taking it over and we would have got rid of a lot more people. But my, I mean, I, it's, tempt, it's tempting to generalise, but Microsoft has a mixed history with it hardware. Does. And you know some of it's actually... And acquisitions as well. well and acquisitions, but some of, it's, some of it's not bad. But it's big devices, it's, you know, the tablets, the handsets and things like that have been, on the whole train wrecks absolute train wrecks you know the the stuff they do well is not in the mobile space um, i think in games consoles and things like that and even then i know that's debatable but it's just not something i know about um how is that how is that kind of acceptance of mediocrity not going to filter in to uh, a place where i you know for all of their sins i get the impression that the that the quality of the standards and the and the the you know, people's aspirations within Nokia have always been quite high. And, you know, I know, you well, we all know when we talk to Nokia people privately, they've often been very frustrated because they're not achieving the things they know they can achieve, you know, in, in mm. the last couple of years because of all the problems. But they never, they didn't, to me, feel like they lost a view of the fact that they could make the best handsets in the world, the best cameras in the world, you know, the best radio reception in the world. I, I think some of that comes from the sense of familiarity with Nokia stuff. And you have to remember that, Nokia hasn't done a lot of things very well. That's why they're in the position they are in, particularly on the software side. It's the hardware that they've done really well. And because that's the interaction you tend to have with the device is all about hardware and design. That's why there's that affection. And so, you you know, and I think it improved immeasurably with Windows Phone. And there's that potential for that. I mean, that's the, the sort of synergistic benefits that Microsoft talked about in the press conference. I mean, it's a, a big word, but there's a certain amount of truth to that. But yeah, I think you, you, you've hit the issue that is going to be the one that you know, dictates whether this is you know, a successful failure. Of course, it's not going to be either or. Do you think you were too nice? What do you mean by that? I wonder, any listeners that have been following Blandford and, have, and uh, us for uh, a little while. Uh, have we got to the point where we blame Blandford for this happening? Well, uh, that's where we're moving to, I think. Okay. It's fair to say. Yeah. Um, you have always defended Nokia 
Always, always, well, actually, always defend. Can I ask a supplementary question? Are, mm. are you part of the? Are you part of the sale? Are you staying with Nokia, or are you transferring across? Well, the the website I run is called All About Windows Phone. Uh, so that will certainly be following the device and services to Redmond, you might say. I, 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 I always now, thought, I mean, I always was, thought if you scratched that label off, it just said, I am Rafe, hear me talk about Nokia underneath. Yeah, so. well, I mean, it was already really generic, but I'm not going to pretend that there wasn't a great deal of affection uh, for Nokia. Um, and so, you know, it is, a, of course, it's a sad day. Um, but, but could you have been, I mean, a lot of people in Nokia, uh, I, I always like telling people, that you know the the people at Nokia that used to read your stuff either directly or were uh, were sent it you know said look this is what he said were you, could you have been harsher? I think it's always possible to be harsher and with with hindsight maybe you should have been um, but I think if you read a lot of the stuff I've written I've been plenty critical about certain hardware decisions if you've read any of the reviews I've written um, I was quite critical. But the, the, about I felt the, the, that the, 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 you've all I. Am I right in saying that your policy has always been to criticise the diode they've used, or the the keypad isn't that good? But not 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 the stuff where Ben and I have been going. As in, this is rubbish, or why are they doing no, I, this? I think if you talk about things like Store, I was always very critical of the implementation of that, and talked about the app situation. Yeah. I've always been You're always very polite, re- realistic about that. I mean, my default mode of talking is to be polite and diplomatic. I tend not to do this with a shouty urine style where I say, oh, that's absolutely rubbish. Uh, but I, and look, it's, it's easy did to Did you sort of contribute come... to the, 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 the culture well, right. in Nokia? That's, that's assigning rather a, a lot of responsibility <laughs> well, to me, me, which I'm not sure is very fair. Let, me, let, me, let, me, ask you, let me ask you a better question. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on a minute. He, let me just defend that by saying he, I'm pointing at him, yeah. listeners, yeah. he held a lot of attention, he still sorry, still does, but you know, significant, <laughs> significant board level attention and influence. Well, and uh, okay, so I'll ask my supplementary yeah. question then, which is, what what would have what could have happened differently so that we didn't end up here? I mean, it could be that it could be that the board listened to better people, or it could be that the critics would be more critical. But some, you know, the what this has felt possible for a while. And some have described it as inevitable. Um, there's been rumours about it for ages. There's been rumours about it. But clearly, th- this wasn't the only possible outcome by a very long shot. So how have we ended up here? And what was the, and w- and what was the best outcome? I think you're right. I mean, it's possible to be very fatalistic about it and say this was, this was inevitable. I think if you look back when? to... When fa- was it inevitable? Um, well, I, I don't when, think, when I don't think it was inevitable. It's easy oh, right. to okay. say that. Right. Okay. If you look back to February 11th, there's no doubt that the decision to switch to Windows Phone narrowed the strategic options for Nokia. And I think either they were going to make that work or they weren't. And if they weren't going to make it work, probably being bought by Microsoft was what was going to happen. It's very easy to say in hindsight. At the time, it was, you know, Nokia looked a lot stronger. Mm. But you, you agree, though, that the, 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 the form of a better, the burning, the burning platform memo even if the memo itself wasn't the problem, but the announcement, the the, you know, the kind of the strategic shift that it signified, that really was the decision. No, I think that that decision had to happen, uh, and there's a possibility they could have chosen to maintain their own software platform. That's it's very difficult to know what could have happened. I, I don't think you can plausibly say, you know, give an absolute answer about that or switching to Android. Well, wait, for that wait a minute. Wait a minute. I actually, that... I actually think the problems lie further back, and I think. If right. you want to have a go at anyone for this happening, it has to be the reign of uh, OPK. Not you. Um, 
not Elop. I think Elop inherited the situation. Um, he then made some calls that probably weren't right. I mean, people talk about the handling of that announcement, and I think, yes, there's a certain amount of money there, but ultimately it's obvious what was going to happen. Um, do you think there's a point that, now we think we can debate this properly, um, if on 211, yeah. right, um, if on 211 we had said, uh, Nokia had said, we are now going to become the world's best Android uh, handset manufacturer. I, I think it's an unanswerable question. Where would Sam? Because Samsung was way behind them at that point. It's an unanswerable question. Well, well not they, answer, they weren't, answer, they weren't way behind because Samsung had been planning their their strategy for yeah. a while, and so Nokia would have still been behind. Uh, you think Samsung. they'd have been behind? I, I I think so, probably. So um, so what then was the best possible outcome? Because that depends which point you choose to change things. Um, as I say, going back to yeah. the, that OPK era. You know, Nokia were fantastically dominant, and it's kind of the innovators' dilemma. It happens in every big business, and I'm not sure it's very easy to sort of pick out one point and say change that or change that. You know, the overinvestment in Symbian in terms of engineering resources was enormous, and they could have made far more of that. I think if you're going to identify one one problem for Nokia, it was they never really understood software and service engineering truly effectively they've mm. always been a hardware company so and that software side has been the achilles heel whatever decision was made it it, it was all it, it was it was always very likely that they were going to have to change platform they just needed to choose or do it quicker they, they, they were going to change it. platform they were going to change from symbian to migo um, that was already on the cards, but, but, but they but, weren't able to execute that yeah, properly. That but, was their failing. And but that's yeah, but even even about. that decision was even that decision wasn't a, a sort of a misstep. That the, the the prospect of keeping Symbian going actually wasn't a viable option. It, it wasn't a viable option, and maybe if they'd done things differently, it, it, it could have been. So that's kind of the first step, and then the fact that Migo didn't sort itself out is another one. And you can say the same about Mel Temi. Then the switch to Windows Phone, I think. You can't really put odds on it, but for sake of argument, say it was a 50-50 chance, and I think it was probably their least risky option. I think the fact that Microsoft um, had a bit of a dragging of feet over how quickly things move, particularly the move from Windows 7 to 8, mm. and that I think help, actually more was actually the thing that Android, and particularly Samsung, came up so fast on the outside, and Android advanced more quickly than most people thought when it was, was going to. When was the S2? When did the S2 come out? Oh, blimey, now you're Well, we're talking two yeah. years back because we've yeah, at just least, had the yeah, S4. So, three, so four, yeah. it, it was actually... S2, did the S2 come out that, that year? I think the S2 was that year, a couple of... Yeah. And that was a, the real breakup for Samsung. Or so, right? that was, a month or so after that announcement got made. I mean, I think it was just after that, that, that MWC. Android. And of course... You know, that, that people stopped buying iPhones. You know, people began to swap to Samsung uh, really at that point. Because right? you know, that had been in development for two years by mm. that point, at mm. least... Yeah. And so Nokia was starting at that point, and it was two years. And if you look at the handsets coming out now, they're, they're pretty good devices, the 925. Yeah. Yeah. Before, before the recording started, we were yeah. talking about options. And, and clearly, you know, um, Android versus Windows Phone has been done to death. And I don't think we're going to discover any new facts here. But what, what, were the, what were the other options? Because I feel sure that there must have been, and, you know, there, there must have been not just A or B. Um, clearly, there was... There was Migo, which you say was was underperforming. But why weren't there why weren't there other options? Why weren't there other platforms that they could have picked up? Or for, for example, why couldn't they have done what Amazon did, which was to take the the guts of, of of Android and then to create an ecosystem over the top, but without the Google component? Um, you know, w w were there other options that were viable there? Because I've I've never even heard those sorts of things discussed. 
Yeah, I think branching Android, as Amazon has done, is a really interesting topic, which I haven't seen talked about either. And if you think it solves a lot of that ecosystem problem, uh, Miko... So it's just mindset, though, in the organisations, is just not thinking about that. Uh, I, suppose, I suppose back at that point, maybe, yeah, maybe, I mean, Android, wasn't, yeah. maybe Android wasn't mature enough, but I, I, it's a genuine question. Yeah, I don't we, know I mean, why. The trouble is we have imperfect vision looking in from the outside. I mean, Mego, I think, was probably the option that was most viable if they were going to do software themselves because they put so much time and effort into it. And I think that's always going to be a controversial decision to junk it. Um, but I actually think in some ways that was irrelevant, the engineering effort. It was the ecosystem around it. And the big problem that Nokia faced is not necessarily around a choice of platform. It was becoming part of a ecosystem model. Mm. And the business model and the way mobile operated that, that shifted was rocking fast, fundamentally. Wasn't it? That, yeah. And I'm not sure they were big enough on their own to create anything. Uh, and they've kind of demonstrated that in a way with Windows Phone. Uh, even with Microsoft, they weren't able to make it. If they'd gone into Android, the, the, the contention basically is that they wouldn't have been able to stand out enough. They wouldn't have had enough cash to survive long term. And it's quite easy to see they would have become a commodity box maker, sort of beholden to Google, as some of the other Android manufacturers are. And they thought they could do more than that. And quite rightly, you know, they were... In isn't isn't Samsung a commodity box maker? Well, that's the problem. Samsung is going that way. It's desperately trying to get away from it by doing lots of services on top, and that's why it wants to do its own software control. Nokia's got destiny. tons of services. But isn't it really the whole issue here is actually it's about a big change in mobile. It used to be about lots it's, of little manufacturers, the old era. It's race six-year rule, bit Nokia. Well, well, that, but actually I think there's been a fundamental kind of change in the way the mobile industry is made up, and we think of old mobile. When we were... First, buying our mobile phones, there was Sony Ericsson, there was Siemens, mm. um, a lot more who are no longer with us. A lot of those traditional manufacturers are now gone. Actually, of them, it's only Nokia and Samsung that have really survived unchanged. You could maybe make a call for Sony, but that's okay. so, big, so big change. And then it shifted to this, you know, it, it's not just about the phone. It's part of the ecosystem. It's part of all the devices that go with that and tablets and computers, but more in particular, services and internet and cloud. And it's now shifted to this battle of the big three, Google, Android, and Microsoft. And Nokia and all the other traditional manufacturers were a casualty of that. There is Samsung left, but you kind of wonder, is something going to happen to, to Samsung as well? Or is it going to get swallowed by Android? I mean, that's kind of the unanswered question now. Are you finally going to be able to buy another phone? Because for, for what the last decade, the only thing you're able to buy, a bear, is a Nokia. But, well, this is kind of a bit of a myth that I only buy Nokia devices. I've been using an HTC One using, now. Using, using, um, yeah for four or five months and I actually went but, through a period where I used nothing else for a couple of weeks but you'll be able to take off the gloves when you use it now <laughs> um, and you know I've had Blackberry devices I've got an iPhone I mean I think you have to if you're going to talk knowledgeably about, what about iPhone mobile it's admitted it's an iPhone 4 um, <gasps> S I should say oh, 4S. I've got, I have a 4S okay. I'm, I'm waiting for the I'm waiting so, for oh you idiots I'm waiting for the 5S to arrive right so we'll, uh, hang on a second uh, one final because we're, we're coming close to the end and it'd be quite nice if someone else answered the question well I think this, I think this, <laughs> this no is I think a, this is the Hammer Blandford episode, well, this right? is a good opportunity but, yeah it's very um, interesting we have to we have to address it and I'm going to apologise because I think it's ludicrous but we've got to address it there, there's, there's, the, there's a lot of there's a lot of chat amongst people who in my view, should know better about the, the the fact that this is not straight up all it seems. You know, sort of oh, company's oh. positioning that, that this is <laughs> that the, 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 um, what this has, is yeah. the, the, the the outcome here has been planned or manipulated in some way, or is is at least maybe what the parties wanted all along, and and the journey has been a bit of a, a stage. So, 
I mean, to honest, you've said on a number of occasions, Rafe, that's not the case. I mean, and, and I actually I, I, I saw an interesting article by you and Spence this week, which even explained how it would be illegal for some of the the things that are claimed to have happened, and, and quite quite outrageous. But but you and why, why don't we sort of take this one off off Rafe's plate and just cover cover this ourselves without with our detailed knowledge of the way that that corporate governance structures work, mm. which is. Let's from- well, it's not just Elop, right? Elop. So the, the 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 contention is that he joined or was put in there or whatever, and his plan all along was to sell Nokia to Microsoft. But but just so for people and knock down the value. At oh the yeah, same yeah, time, yeah, screw it. Right, would be it. evil. But but for yeah. people who aren't familiar with the way that the you know listed companies are governed, mm. you know they're governed by a board. <laughs> including yeah. non-executives who are not employees of the, the company, yeah. who represent the best interests of the shareholders. And so yeah, in and order... Remember, f- it's a Finnish company with the Finnish government looking at everything. So, so it, uh, it would actually... It, would have, it wouldn't have been possible for one CEO to come in and make those decisions yeah. without being prevented by the board or probably arrested. No, absolutely. And he, he could have said the first day he arrived, right, I think we should go to Windows, obviously, because I know all the guys there and they're better than Google. I don't know the Google guys. It, it, would be, it was natural that he would look at Windows favorably. Obviously, he knows them. But he, he can't just say, right, I, one man, making the decision. You, you've got all these checks and balances across the whole of the company, particularly along the executive level, to make sure. If anything, I think it would have been rather complicated for him to have made the case because it was so logical to, so, for him. You know? So given... Given he appears to have done a terrible job, it, let, let's 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 agree for a moment that it seems unlikely that he has acted criminally, because that is a hell of an allegation, and it also suggests that a lot of people, you know, were involved. Criminally, yeah. come on, Unlike, criminally. No, I just, I, unfortunately, I think. Okay, but well, this is this is what I'm driving at. Let, uh, yeah. let's it's be, such a seductive story that it seems let, kind of plausible if you don't know what you're talking well, about. Well, let, but let's okay. So let's put the conspiracy theory to one side, yeah. having having sort of agreed that that we <laughs> don't find it compelling for for right. Um, he didn't do a good job because he took over the firm and and reduced the value hugely and then had to sell it in order to in order to keep well, where was it going it so, was in the toilet already well so so actually is this the situation preserved value you could argue is this situation the best it could have been because every other outcome was worse but also why why didn't the board step in and say come on you know, the, the, every month things are getting worse and worse and worse and we're not hitting it, our numbers. Yeah, why, the, why, people why to blame is not ELOP. Well, and that's why I, I yeah. kept on making that point. Stop blaming ELOP. You blame the board and the, the previous governance because it was at least two or three years. But, we could all see this. But, but, you but, and I, Ben, were saying it for a long yeah, time. But, but, Blamp was one, the one defending it. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm not even saying about um, blame now in terms of saying, you know, one person or another. I'm saying that, that literally... Every day or every meeting, the yeah. board would have evaluated whether they were happy with the strategy of the firm. Yeah. So clearly, a group of people believed that this was the correct strategy. Yeah. So why did they continue to believe this was the correct strategy? Well, they, they didn't have a choice. They, they were way too late anyway. And they had to depend on this guy. He came in, he did his little... And so I think we should do Windows. Well, we're screwed anyway. So, Rafe, was it, was it basically once you'd made your decision, you just had to live or die with it? I don't think it's so much that... I mean. The point you make actually explains kind of why it happened now. That this, you know, because the board of directors has effectively gone. This is how we can maximise shareholder value, and of course, it's a, a fraction of what uh, Nokia was worth. I mean, I think in two thousand seven, it was a uh, hundred billion, and it's 
you know, obviously come down a lot since then. Mm. Actually, That's the understatement of the year. It's, it's come down a lot. It's come down a lot. It's, it's obviously come down a lot. We are going to have to have a much smaller Christmas party this year. <laughs> in terms of destruction of shareholder value, it was bigger under OPK, around 70 billion, than under ELOC. Okay. So 20 billion. I mean, actually, we hear about this 5 billion number. Don't forget that's for half of Nokia. And so the other okay. bits are probably more valuable. So total value, 15 billion. So I would say ELOC's maybe wiped off half the value. Uh, the reason, it, mm. you know, nothing happened before, is there was always the prospect that it would get better. And so that's the risk you take as a shareholder, oh, as a board on. of directors. Uh, their, their bet was that we better. can turn it round. Now, it, with the benefit of hindsight, you get what a ridiculous view. But at the time, everyone was sort of going, yeah, okay, that makes sense. We can see a, a relationship with Microsoft. There are plenty of people who said it was a bad idea. But I think if you look at the other options, they were probably worse outcomes. And so what's happened... Well, it was too late anyway, wasn't it? It's definitely not the best outcome. The yeah. best outcome would be if this Windows phone strategy had worked. Uh, and you can debate... But till the, the second best would have been Android. But it was too late anyway, as you well, rightly the, point out, the that if they, they wouldn't have been fast enough to market. Couldn't have done that um, by I, that I point. Think, I think so if the, if the, so, actually, this is all mute because really they should have taken action a year or two years earlier. With, with the benefit of hindsight, the board should have tried to sell Nokia in 2011 or even before that. Uh, but the trouble was, it was kind of the pride of the Finnish economy that just wasn't going to happen. I mean, it, it was too valuable as well. It, Perhaps I mean maybe too too expensive to acquire. I mean yeah. Microsoft who, probably who, looked at it. And who said, would have said? Who would have? Had who the would have plunged down thirty five billion? There aren't very many companies that can do deals no. on on that level. What did Motorola? So uh, was it ten? Motorola I think went for uh, ten million. Was it 12, right? 12 billion yeah. US. Um, yeah. I can't remember the exact figures. And so it's you know it's easy to look back and say oh they should have sold then. Well, could but bring on hindsight. So actually they should have done something in two thousand nine. If you're purely talking about shareholder value. Um, Yes. No, I'm talking about maintaining Nokia as a leading brand in the uh, as a one or two number one number two player. Well, as I said before, I think you have to look further back and you have to look yeah. at the kind of execution of strategy around software engineering more than anything else. So, so it's actually I mean, on now with what, hindsight, what, we can say it's on the wall, 2009-ish. Well, I think it, the, you can't. It's not an either or because it's basically about probability. There was you know a 10 percent chance in 2006, and and as it went on, the chance that it wouldn't wasn't solvable got more but also i think it would be interesting to say but you you don't you don't you don't move in a vacuum so for example if if nokia had gone to android then the whole of the rest of the market would have changed around it so all of the competitions strengths challenges would have been completely different so they might have done better because they might have actually squeezed some of the competition out of the market but they also could have could have um, caused alliances between firms that they don't currently compete against in a combined way if you see what I mean so mm. it's but to say so anything, many yeah. you know different factors so many, you can't really see with any clarity yeah. what so is this happen. bad news I think actually at this point you have to look on it as positive news because the other option was Nokia disappearing altogether and so from the employee perspective you know mm. that it continues okay. and actually you know they go to Microsoft and I think the most interesting thing to talk about now is what impact does this have on Microsoft? Well, actually, just before we, we get onto that, and we're running out of time, so we're going to wrap this up. If the if the CEO and the board of Nokia, the world's most successful you know, smartphone, mobile phone manufacturer, as they were back at their heyday, with all of the resources and all of the skills they have, and presumably they can pick any talent in the world they want to run their company, if they can't act to 
to spot the, you know, the, the sea change that was coming in technology and to navigate their path through it you know, with, with, with all that they had. What hope do the likes of Samsung or Apple or Google or those people who now who, who look absolutely invincible because they're the top of the market? They you don't. Know. I mean, Nokia saw it coming. You know, they made all the right decisions. If you look at some of the things they got, the Ovi service strategy, for example, it's pretty much a replication of what's happened now. They just didn't execute it properly. Yeah. And the biggest problem for any business is changing their business model, changing the way they do things and you know, doing it from when you're successful and having the courage and the sort of wherewithal and the skill to shift it to completely something different. Mobile has just changed so much. Actually, if you look at all the companies that are successful, it's the ones that are basically fresh entrants that have come in. And so, you know, Nokia, as I said, in, in one sense, is the last of the old guard to survive. I mean, Samsung's a, a bit of an exception, um, yeah. but it's reinvented itself and I think it will face just as many problems thank you very much for listening if you have been if you've made it this far through the podcast uh, if you uh, are fed up listening about Microsoft and Nokia uh, congratulations I don't think we'll have uh, any more uh, that's it for the rest of the series uh, ever, ever. ever. <laughs> we will be back next week so please keep listening as we get near to the end of the series very exciting thanks for listening bye bye